If you have your Bible this morning, turn to 2 Kings chapter 4. How many of y'all are tired of eating? I'm tired of eating, y'all. And I'm sure you can look at me and tell. I put my jacket on this morning. I said, this thing is getting too tight. Something has to be done. I don't know how much they can let the jacket out. What I want to talk to y'all about this morning is being prepared to receive... And over the next couple of weeks, you're going to get your feel of it. I promise you that. God is, is going to start something new with us this year. And this ain't no New Year's resolution. And I've been putting this off as long as I could because I wanted the holidays out of the way. But time is short. It's time to get serious. It's time for God's people to dig in and find out what it means to be a Christian. It's time for God's people to stand up and take a stand. Stand up and say, I don't care what's going on in the world. I don't care what this world tells me I have to be. I know who I am in Christ. And this is how I'm going to live. we got too many mealy-mouthed Christians. Too many people that don't understand. They want the title, but they don't want the work. There is a price to pay. For calling yourself a Christian. There's a price to pay. Jesus said you will have persecutions. You will have trials and tribulation. Too many of us have gotten comfortable in not having trials and tribulations. The only way you don't have trials and tribulations is when you are not a threat to the enemy. Satan does not attack a retreating army. So have your attention. Starting in verse 1 of 2 Kings chapter 4. <clears throat> now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, <clears throat> and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons, to be bondmen. What does that mean? That means the husband owed money. They don't have it to pay. He's dead and gone. So this creditor had the legal right to take these sons and put them to work for him until the debt was paid. We'll make sure everybody understands this. <clears throat> Verse 2. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in the house? See, Elisha is looking at this from one standpoint. That's a practical standpoint. He's saying, look, what do you have that we can use? I'm sure this lady may 
may have had some things, but over time, with her husband being dead, she's probably had to sell them off, do whatever she could to just make ends meet and stay alive. And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Who knows what the oil is? That's right. The Holy Spirit. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And what does he say? Borrow. Borrow vessels. He didn't say, Go borrow the stuff you need. He didn't say, Go rack up more debt. He said, Go borrow some vessels, something you can take back to them when you're done with them. Right? Borrow not a few. Don't just go get one or two. Get as many as you can because you're about to see something awesome. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels. Thou shalt set aside that which is full. Notice she went and got empty vessels. Empty. That's going to be real important here in a little bit. She didn't go borrow oil from people. She went and got empty vessels. Thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed, meaning it stopped. They had filled everything. No point for the oil to keep flowing when everything's full. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil. Don't hang on to the oil. This ain't for your own benefit only. Go sell the oil. Pay the debt, and live thou and thy children of rest. So this lady had a problem. She was in debt. At the same time, you could probably say, not only was she in debt, but she was in great lack. You know, those aren't necessarily the same thing. You can be in debt to somebody and just still have abundance. You just ain't giving it to them. Or maybe you're in debt and you're able to pay what they expect you to pay on a normal basis. But this lady says she didn't have anything but a pot of oil. So she was in great lack at the same time. I want y'all to see something here in this scripture. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I want you to see these empty vessels. Like I told you, this the fact that they're empty is very important. If she would have went and borrowed, borrowed, excuse me, correct my East Texan, <laughs> borrowed. If she would have went and borrowed vessels that had stuff in them, they wouldn't have been of any use to her. She couldn't have put anything else in them. And let's face it, in this day and age, they did not just throw stuff away. You know, the Word doesn't tell us here what was in these vessels before she went and borrowed them. 
We don't know what they were used to store. But the, the fact that we that they probably held something before is important. And I want to show you why. See, these empty vessels, I want you to, to um, relate yourself to these empty vessels, okay? This is where you're going to be pretty soon. Hopefully. These empty vessels are waiting to be filled with something. Right? You see, if they're already full of something, even if it's not all, y'all need to make note of that, they can't be filled. They're already full. So they have to be emptied in order to be filled. I told you all ago, the oil represents the Holy Spirit. You know, those vessels could have been full of cornmeal or whatever. Just let your imagination run wild. Water. None of those things represent the Holy Spirit. Oil represents the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now what this is telling you is that you can fill yourself with a whole lot of stuff. But God is not going to pour Himself into a full vessel. Okay? That means you have to be prepared to receive what God has for you. You have to be emptied of yourself and emptied of the things of this world. Whatever it is you filled yourself with, you have to purge that out. You know how you do that? Fasting. Oh man, y'all didn't want to hear that, did you? You didn't want to hear that, did you? See, fasting prepares you to receive from God. That's what this is a picture of, y'all. Now, I'm sure you can draw all kinds of other illustrations and analogies as to what these vessels and the oil and everything could represent. But I'm here to tell you right now, those vessels become empty by fasting. What do you do when you fast? You deny your flesh, number one. Second of all, you focus on God. You try to replace the things of this world with the things of God. And when you empty yourself, there's going to come a point, and y'all may not see it yet because you're full. There's going to come a point where you're going to say, I'm ready. I'm ready to empty this stuff out. I'm tired of being defeated. Because see, you can't live victoriously when you're full of stuff other than God. You cannot live a victorious Christian life when you're full of everything this world has to offer. You have to be full of Him. You have to be full of the Holy Spirit. And you don't get that just by casually going through life. You don't get to that point unless you dedicate yourself to emptying yourself of all that stuff and preparing for what God has to give you. You have to be empty. I want you all to understand, and I've told you this over the past several months, there's a war going on. There is a war going on. And we are some of the weakest, most pathetic examples of soldiers 
that the world has ever seen. Christians today are just weak and pathetic. Now I'm using that as a global brush. If that don't apply to you, man, I I am so excited. But I'm telling y'all right now, the vast majority of Christians today don't understand what sacrifice is. They don't understand what denying the wants and desires of the flesh is all about. It's not just to lose weight. It's not just to, to have this pious attitude where, oh, look at me. See, you get your reward right there. You filled yourself up with self-satisfaction. And even if you went and did fasting, you did it for the wrong reason. God wants to prepare us. Listen, <clears throat> I tell you all right now. Give me just a second. There are things that God has called the church to do. And look, this is across. This is nationwide, worldwide. He has called His church for a purpose, y'all. The church is not fulfilling their calling. You may see individual little blips here and there that are. But I'm here to tell you today... It ain't happening. People don't understand because they get so consumed with everything in this world. Guys, I'm chiefest of sinners, like Paul said. I'm right there, man. And I catch myself all the time and I say, why have I just wasted all this time? I could have been doing something productive for the kingdom of God. And I know some people are sitting here thinking, that sounds boring. But you know what? That's because you're full of yourself. You're full of pleasing yourself. I get the same way and I start thinking, man, I don't really feel like doing all that stuff. You know why? Because I'm full of self. That's what fasting does. It begins to prepare you. Because you're, you're whipping that flesh into submission. Look, your problem may not be eating. A lot of people don't necessarily have that problem. But it could be a lot of things. TV. The internet. Whatever. These things by themselves are not necessarily bad things. But when you are consumed by it, when it... When, look, what is the first thing you think of doing when you get home? When you're sitting there wherever you are and you say, man, I sure wish I could be doing this right now. What is it you think of? That is probably where your problem lies. What we've got to do though is deny those things for a brief time. Brief time, y'all. A week. And I'm going to call y'all into this. When we get, I'm going to got some preaching to do before we get there. But we're going to have a fast. Because we've got to move forward. You can't move forward full of everything else. You can't move forward when you are not full of the Holy Spirit.
What did this woman have to do? She had to bring empty vessels so they could be full of the right thing. Why is it that Elisha didn't just say, boom, there they are. Go get what you want and and sell it. Because she wouldn't have learned a lesson. She wouldn't have saw God God provide the right kind of things. And do you know I can see probably God was even working after the fact. When she took these full vessels and went and sold them, God probably provided supernaturally through those events. The point is she had to get something empty so it could be filled. God wants to move upon His people, but when we are so full of everything else, we don't desire Him. We have no desire for what He wants us to do because we're so busy. We're so full of this world and the the nonsense that goes on with everything that's involved in it. When was the last time you desired something from God? When was the last time you actually prayed more than one time about something? It's a hard question, ain't it? That ought to tell you something right now. The way you feel about what I just said speaks volumes about the state of Christianity. We're supposed to love our brother. Preach the gospel. And I find myself, I'll pray for something one time and that's it. You know why? Because I, I, I'm so satisfied with everything else. I don't have a desire to receive from God. Why do I need to? I've got everything I need. I'm totally comfortable and complacent. Man, y'all are quiet. Y'all understand? Does that make sense? You see, you can't be full of both. You know, if she would have brought a vessel in there that was full of flour, y'all ever seen what happens when you mix oil and flour? Nasty. Makes a mess if you ain't careful. If she would have brought a a, a vessel in there half full of water, y'all ever mixed oil and water? They don't mix. You see, you've got to be empty of that stuff to receive from God. And every time I go and I get on my knees and I pray and just feel like, God, I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere. You know why? Because I'm so full of everything else. You see, I remember a time, and y'all just humor me for a minute. I remember a time when I had great hopes and expectations. And when I had nothing and desired everything from God, and I would spend, you know, this seems like not much time, but I'd spend 30 minutes praying. You know, Jesus spent all night praying, crying, and drops of blood. Y'all remember all that? And I can't spend 30 minutes. 
I remember times, oh, that I desired something so great from God, it was on my mind all the time. God was on my mind all the time because I knew I wouldn't know where I was going to get it anywhere else. I knew if anything was going to happen, anything was going to change, it was going to be because God did it. So I just kept it focused in my mind and I stayed thinking on His Word and His promises, reassuring myself, building myself up on my most holy faith, is what Jude says. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Desiring something from God. And I would see it come to fruition. Oh man, it's awesome. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody here, have you ever been in that situation? Anybody? I'm telling y'all there ain't nothing better to see, just sit there and just pray and pray and pray for something that you want so bad. I'm not talking about material things. I'm not talking about material things. And then to see God start orchestrating all these little things and moving like a chessboard, just moving little pieces here and there in your life. And you say, man, that's awesome. And you see it coming before it even gets there. And then it finally gets there and it's joy unspeakable, full of glory. And I don't remember the last time that happened. I look at my life... And I say, why am I spending so much time doing all this other stuff? That's not important. God didn't call me to work for Volcraft. God didn't call me to, to come home and sit and watch TV. That's, not, that's all just extra. That's just all other stuff that really has no consequence. And I talked about this morning, this... You know, these kids that have just got all these presents and gifts and wonderful things for Christmas. And they think it's just so wonderful. And it is for a short time. I guarantee you, every one of them in here probably has at least one thing that they broke. And it ain't even been a week yet. See, those things are temporary. Everything in this life, from the minute you get it, begins to decay, begins to pass away. But the things of God, now listen y'all, the things of God, as you begin to partake of them, and the Word says His mercies are new every morning. I don't have to worry about those things passing away or becoming old or getting bored with them. You ever notice that? When you get a little touch of the Holy Ghost, you don't ever say, I've seen it before. This ain't some movie you've watched ten times and you get tired of it and you know every line. See, my God is new. My God is dynamic. My God is so real that when He speaks into my life, I hang on every word. I hang on every thought that He puts in my heart. But when I am so full of this world, now y'all shout and listen. Get up and listen. When you are full of the things of this world, you have no place to allow God in. He can't come in because you get so saturated with filth, with the things of this world corrupting your mind and your life. You don't know how to let go and let God because all you know is what you see and your hope is lost. 
Hope and faith is not based on what's in this world. It's based on things outside this world. Things outside of your control. Things that are greater than you are. So when you get to this kind of point where you say, I'm fed up. The only thing you can do is begin to fast. Tired of eating. Tired of partaking of of this world and not putting any God in me. Tired of giving over to the lust of the flesh and not having enough strength to walk in the Spirit. Do you understand that? This world weakens you spiritually. It does not contribute to your spiritual health in any way. This world will tear you down and destroy you. So what you do, you go on a diet. You don't eat bad stuff anymore if the doctor tells you you have heart trouble. No, you lay off that stuff. If you're an alcoholic, do you understand that your liver is being poisoned by alcohol? But the liver can rejuvenate itself. All you got to do is quit and it will begin to revive when you get that nasty stuff out of your system. You see, the things of this world contaminate you, but the things of God purify you and make you new and fresh and whole. There's going to come a point, y'all. I don't know if you're there yet. I'm there. There's going to come a point where you're going to be fed up with the stuff of this world. And you're going to say, God, where are you? And He's going to say, I've been here waiting on you. Call on me. Invite me in for God's sake. Get something out of the way so I can squeeze in a little bit. Quit putting the things of this world in my place. You know, as an individual Christian, I can only be so effective. So if I were to start fasting tomorrow by myself, you know what I would see accomplished? Things that involve me. Or things I'm praying for. I can only be so effective as a Christian. <clears throat> in, in war, one soldier can only do so much. You know, we see movies all the time where you got this sniper that's hidden off somewhere. And everybody's about to... Everything's just going crazy and, and the, you're about to be overrun by the enemy. And this sniper just starts picking people off. Ding, ding, ding. You start seeing people fall everywhere. And all of a sudden, all that's left standing is the good guys. That does not happen. That's a movie. We don't have any snipers on Overwatch. We're foot soldiers. This ain't a long range battle. It's hand to hand combat. Do you really want to go to war with no weapons? 
Do you really want to go into war with no armor, no protection? Y'all think I'm crazy today, but I'm telling you right now, the armor of God is your only defense. You will be overrun if you do not cease to fill yourself with the things of the world. The enemy will overtake you. You will think everything is grand until the time comes when you look up and you are totally surrounded by the enemy. And then you see the bar slam closed in front of you. You're in bondage. And, oh wait, what was that? Who the Son set free is free indeed. But when you walk into the jail cell of your own accord, He can't do anything for you. Guys, I hate having to just work you over like this. But I'm preparing you. I'm preparing myself. We gotta be prepared to receive. You can't receive on a full stomach. You get, what do you say? Oh, I can't eat another bite. And we come to the house of God with no expectations because we're full. Huh? I don't think y'all are buying it. I don't think you're convinced. I don't know what else I can say, but I don't think you're convinced. When's the last time y'all prayed before you came to church? Y'all come on now. Don't sit there and fool yourself. When's the last time you thought about what's going to happen tomorrow morning, Sunday, Saturday night? Huh? Stings a little, don't it? When's the last time you spent some time throughout the week praying that God would do mighty things come Sunday? When was the last time you spent time praying for somebody other than you and yours? Huh? Y'all, God just had to, had to wake me up last night. You know, I used to spend time praying for people every day. And all of a sudden I realized, I don't remember the last time I prayed for somebody besides me and my family. You know, I used to have a list of people that I have been praying for for years and all of a sudden, I didn't remember the last time I prayed for them. I don't even know where these people are. These are people I've known all my life, and I want to see them come to God. And I've been just putting them before that throne of grace. I come and say, God, I come boldly before the throne of grace because I know who I am. You know who they are, Lord. I'm bringing them. I intervene on their behalf. I claim them for the kingdom of God. Lord, there is power in the name of Jesus, people. And if we as Christians don't stand up and fight to take back what is ours, take back the things that have been stolen from us, nobody's going to do it for us. If we don't fight, nobody else will. Everybody will lay down and die and go to hell if the Christians, the only salt left in this earth, does not stand up and say, I'm going to preserve those that I have an immediate impact on. I'm going to do my best to bring these people out of the fire. I don't care if they surrender on their deathbed. As long as they say, I want Jesus Jesus to be my Savior. As long as they do it at some point, God be blessed. Y'all, we've got to fight. You can't fight on a full stomach. I'm going to tell y'all right now, when I was in the army, we'd have to go on these runs. The last thing you want to do is eat a big breakfast before you go on a run. 
the outcome is not good, I promise you. And we would run by those chow halls or cafeterias as they're called in a lot of places now. And you'd smell the bacon and sausage and everything cooking. I was like, ugh, I can't even deal with that right now. I'm trying to run and that just smells terrible. But I'm telling y'all, we're in a fight. This is a fight not for our lives, but for others. We have got to stand up and get awake and prepared to receive from God so that when the time comes and you need to fight, you're not weak. Listen, you got to be strong. you got to be ready, just like in Sunday school this morning. Sober and aware. That's what we talked about. What does it mean to be sober and aware? Looking for, girding up your loins. We've got to be vigilant in this fight. That's all I got. I'm terrible at ending these things, y'all. When it's over, it's over. I trust that God has spoke to you today. Guys, I feel so convicted right now. (laughs) Y'all think I'm just up here wailing on y'all. I'm beating myself by up around the ears and head and eyes. I I just feel terrible. I feel so convicted because I've... I think about those people that I've been praying for for so long... I feel like I've let them down. It's been months since I've prayed for those people. I don't know if they'll ever surrender, but they sure ain't going to do it if I don't pray. They sure aren't going to have a chance if, if I, the one person maybe even this world that has any kind of care for them, don't stand and pray. Somebody has got to fight the demons off so they have a chance of hearing. Somebody's got to intervene. We've got to prepare ourselves, y'all. We've got to be prepared to fight.